Hey everyone, this is Willis, one of the hosts and part-time editor of the podcast, just here to give a slight addendum. In this recording, we refer to this episode as episode four, and the next one as the fifth. And this is obviously incorrect. Unfortunately, the original episode three has been lost time. Personally, I blame Arya, but we can't draw any conclusions. Regardless, this episode is episode three, and episode four will be recorded live a week after this episode goes up. Anyway, back to the episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Valorance, the only podcast that thinks you needed to be there at VCT's Masters Tokyo to really get it. I'm your host, Willis, and joining me, as always, is Arya and Ito. Hello, I'm Arya. And hello, I am Ito. So, uh, we don't we don't have anything else to talk about today. It's nothing but VCT 2023 Masters Tokyo. It's finally done. And, uh, yeah, uh, it's the outcome that we kind of expected because there's one team that has just been dominating VCT for a while now. Right. I mean, to be fair, though, I, I did want to give Loud a little bit more credit um, because coming into VCT Masters Tokyo, uh, in VCT Americas at least, they were the dominant team, right? Um, but coming into Masters Tokyo, mm -hmm. I, they were they ended up being seventh or eighth place. So, not yeah, not a, not a good out. run, not a good run. For yeah, them. no, no, they got knocked out pretty early and by a very uh, a surprising team because uh, in this tournament Edward was gaming, and they were gaming pretty well. <laughs> I think they were definitely the uh, the standout team. Right. Yeah. yeah. I believe. I, mean, I, be I think they had a. Um... They were given a spot in um, uh, Masters Tokyo. Mm -hmm. if, I, if I remember. Yeah, they correctly. came. In, they came in fifth, sixth place. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, tied for fifth place with uh, Team Liquid, and they still had the second highest ACS average for their team, which is crazy. I mean, they were kind of carried by uh, the the top player of the event, uh, Kang Kang. Oh my God, the dude is crazy. He is cracked out of his mind. So who would you who would you say is your MVP for the entire tournament then? Your your personal I, pick, not not the my, not the number no. one of, out of everyone, but no 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 you you don't understand. This man is crazy. <laughs> he is MVP for a reason. I think the stat um I'll have to find the stats for this because uh, I don't have it pulled up as of right now. Mm -hmm. But I believe as far as well, they they did a stat on uh, op kills during all of VCT right uh, Masters Tokyo. And I think, uh, I think it was like Artis at number two with like thirty something op kills. Mm -hmm. Number one was Kang Kang with a hundred. A hundred. It's like seventy more than second place for most op kills. Like the dude was on something. I'll have to find the stats. So I'll I'll get back to that. And and that's but, that's the operator was used four hundred thirty eight times during the entire event. So that's that's. <laughs> That's fourth of the wow. Well, how how is that calculated? You know, is that mm -hmm. four hundred and thirty eight times it was bought, four hundred and thirty eight times it was shot, or four hundred thirty eight kills? Weapon usage. So the number of times it was mm -hmm. used in the entire event, uh, with obviously yes, the but, vandal but being the most. Um, well, I mean, uh, so I feel like normally you see weapon usage by percentage. You know, like how. How do we calculate weapon usage when it's number of times used? Is it just number of rounds that someone has one? 
So I think the stat that Arya is referencing is the amount of kills that weapon has gotten. Okay. And also, Edward Gaming coming in uh, fifth slash sixth. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, one can only imagine that if you were allowed to play more games, <laughs> that that number oh, yeah. would go up. More op kills. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. So I, I found the stat line. All right, so total operator kills at Masters Tokyo is third place from Evil Genius Bustio with 29. Mm -hmm. Second place, Artist from Energy with 30. And then first place, Kang Kang from Edward Gaming with 103. Let me let me <laughs> add that add to that a little bit as well, Eito. Uh, so Energy were fourth in the event. So they, they played more games than mm -hmm. Edward Gaming. And, and yet... And were second. Yeah. So Busio even had even more games than that. Yeah. <laughs> Which is, it's so insane. I mean, to be fair though, Kang Kang is like a Jet main. He he plays Jet. I don't. I he might have switched off a few agents, but I'm pretty sure he's playing Jet most of the time. So it, it definitely enabled him to get, you know, play the op more. He was the dedicated opper on the team, but even still, like that is. Oh, like 73 more kills mm -hmm. on the op than any other person mm -hmm. in the tournament. And, That's just obscene. And I guess to be fair, yes, Artist switches off Chamber and Killjoy, but most of most of uh, Artist's uh, agent's gameplay has been with Jet. Yeah. So, uh, definitely like a... An I, insane like statistic. Amazing, mm -hmm. amazing performance from... And uh, like, I'm pretty sure... I'll, I'll have to check the profile, but I'm pretty sure like this player is like uh like 17 or something i like he th this is a young kid clapping okay, so. cheeks out here <laughs> uh a bit a bit on the negative though do you think that the fact that you know his team lost presumably they're not getting the kills do you think he just has to you know like is there just more fish for him to catch <laughs> mm. You're saying like because he's always put in a like a deficit scenario or something like that. Right, right. He, like he, he always gets the kills. He right. Like if team. he has a higher percentage of the kills on his team, if uh you know, he's playing jet more. I'm not I'm not downplaying his skill at all, because like, you know, likewise, uh his if his team's always on the back foot and losing, he probably has less money to get the ops. But you know, just wondering what what factors so I will, make up this statistic? Yeah. I will also pull up this statistic. Uh, he has an FBSR of sixty one percent. For those that don't know, FBSR is first blood success rate. So more than fifty percent of the time, he is winning his first fights. And is that for? So is that when he goes for first blood? Is that how that is calculated? Yes. Mm. Either he or somebody else when he engages, or gets engaged. I mean, on the bright like, side, it's not like his first fight. Well, it's the first fight in any given round. Yeah. Sorry, my question is: if two people other than him engage in a fight for first blood, does that lower his percentage? Uh, no. I think it's only the fights that he is in. Okay. okay. It's for it's the first blood over first blood plus first death, which is not. Uh, you know, uh, regard other people dying or killing for first. In any Wait, case, it's first. It is... 
what well, I'm saying case, is it's, it's more impressive, right? It's more impressive yeah. if uh, it it does include other people because that means that not only is he seeking out like it's fifty percent of the time after he's seeking no, 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 out that's, first blood. That's fair. That's fair. I'm saying I'm saying he has a success rate of first blood mm-hmm. of like sixty eight percent, almost seventy percent, which is Man, really good. I wish I had that percentage. What the <laughs> hell? So so you were saying earlier earlier about if it's you know if, if it's just that he has more chances to uh get those op kills right or and and, and get those fights in general. It's because mm-hmm. of his team is getting those that opportunity to fight, right? Because you have to you have to set your, um, like you like you mentioned, well, um, he's a jet player, so you have to set your jet up for for a pick. Obviously, jet has mm-hmm. their own mechanic where it's like you know set it set a dash, peak dash away if you get the kill. But this is like high level gameplay, so there has to be some sort of team play involved. Mm-hmm. I like that. So That's I think true. I think it's yes, he's getting more opportunities, but it's because his teammates are setting him up to to get those opportunities. Very true, and he has a very high FB. What? <laughs> FBRS? FBSR. FBSR. First blood success rate. Success yep. rate. That that just shows how well the team team play has to be then in between uh, him and his teammates. Do we know? Do we know if that's uh, how high up there is that? Uh, so I'm looking at all the other top ten players, and all of them are in the like mid to low fifties. Like the the next highest oof. I see, I think, is like. Uh, let me double check this one again. Alpha here with uh, like fifty-seven. So okay. having having above sixty is pretty good. It's pretty damn good. So yeah, really standout performance from. Uh, I w- I would say Edward Gaming, but I th- I think it was really just Kang Kang. <laughs> the dude the dude was on something, and I need it. I need it for my ranked games. Bath salts, dude. It's bath salts. Uh, that maybe I don't know. I might have to ask him on Twitter. I don't know. Yeah, you'll you'll have but, to figure that out real quick. Yeah, but even though he was the MVP of the tournament as a whole, mm-hmm. obviously EDG did not end up uh, winning. Mm-hmm. Uh, the strain on Kang Kang's back was too much, uh, and. <laughs> The win ended up going to, to, probably, few people's surprise. Uh, Fnatic. Oh, I was never just, surprised. I was. Yeah, I know. I was expecting they're this. just crazy. <laughs> oh yeah. You they set up Durka, you're good. Yeah, they they're all frag machines, mm-hmm. clutch gods. Mm-hmm. Their strats are crazy. Uh, they're cooking. Yeah, they. They've been cooking. They've been cooking for a while. Somebody needs to get them out of the kitchen. Or <laughs> <laughs> leave them in there because I love watching their plays. Like this, uh, I, like I'm taking notes anytime they are on the live stream. Um, and then the Fnatic. Actually, before we before we step into Fnatic's world, well, Boaster's world, you know, um, the other two, t- uh, the top two teams for their regions, DRX and Loud. Again, like they they had a pretty unstoppable performance during their uh, regional events tournaments, but as soon as he stepped into Masters Tokyo, something was just off for both of them. Yeah, it also they wasn't weren't... just them. It was uh, every uh, top team from each region, uh, Team Liquid as well. Which uh, you know, I, a lot of people would expect Fnatic to be the number one team from EMEA, but it was actually mm-hmm. Team Liquid that won. Uh, the qualifier and beat Fnatic out for the first seat. 
they ended up uh, tying for fifth place with Edward Gaiman. Oh, interesting. So it was, it was a big upset for a lot of the uh, the first seeded teams from the mm. region. Right. But no. What do you think that means? You know. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't know. I mean, it's it's interesting because you can't really discount a lot of these teams. Like, uh, a lot of people thought Navi was going to go really far. They mm -hmm. ended up uh, tying for eleventh. Yeah. And on the other hand, a lot of people didn't think e EG deserved to be here, and they got second. So, mm -hmm. you know, it's I'm I'm on that really train. Any of these teams? <laughs> You're on that train. I was I was on the train How of. How did you say that? I listen. How could you discount Potter like this, my queen? <laughs> listen, not completely. Part of me wanted NA to win, right? But given how mm. they performed in um, Americas, I really wasn't sold on their whole performance, um, especially given the whole ten man roster uh, that they were running with. But you know, given what? What was it, it Busio's performance in the grand final? That brought me back. All right, I had hey, hope for the what? I had he, hope for the the last ten minutes. EG qualified by the skin of their teeth for masters, right, right. and they went into the cook <laughs> into the kitchen and they cooked. They cooked. They made Boosie the head chef. <laughs> they brought it back. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like I don't know what they did, but they they turned it around. No, every so every single three K. I don't I don't even know how many three Ks and four Ks boost you had on Lotus, but every single time boost you was alive, it like it was it wasn't over for for uh, evil geniuses. Fnatic was like, I I I don't know what happened to Fnatic to for them to they brought it back on um Lotus. Damn, I have to make sure. One second. Yeah, what's also um, a little bit of an interesting stat, there was no uh, outstanding performances from any of the NA players individually. Mm -hmm. uh, the only NA player that made the top 10 was actually Som from NRG. Uh, no EG players, Dub streamer. including Busio. <laughs> fantastic streamer. Great streamer. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm a tier 3 sub. How about you? <laughs> oh, same. It's uh, <laughs> all so, <laughs> No other NA player uh, cracked the top 10 uh, besides Song, which uh, is interesting. So NA really doesn't have the uh, the the like the clutch god on their on their side. You know, they don't mm -hmm. have that one player. The the, the mm, what's the word? The the tens, if oh. you will. They don't have, they don't have a player with the tens factor, which is ironic because you know NA teams. Imagine actually playing tens in this tournament. <laughs> we'll get there. LCQ is coming up. Please, I they just want to see him play. Chance. I just want to see him play. Still have a chance. I have my jerseys waiting in the closet. I gotta take it out. You know, mm. give me a chance, Sentinels, please. Nah, it's <laughs> fucked. It's it's over. <laughs> it won't happen. I, I I spent time on Fnatic site looking at their jerseys. And I'm like, I can't give up on Sentinels just yet. I can't. I can't do that. I don't want to buy another jersey. Googling Fnatic jersey right now. <laughs> they they are pretty nice, though. They are pretty nice. I, I did spend nice some time during nice the grand final looking at them. Uh, <laughs> Most it was sold out, though. Understandable. Understandable. But yeah, no. Uh, was it Fnatic went through the entire tournament or entire? Uh, uh, yeah, Masters Tokyo tournament without only drop. It's only dropping one map. 
And that's who against evil geniuses. Right. And that wasn't mm-hmm. even in the finals. No. That was uh, in the semis, I believe. Upper final, yeah. Yeah, that's actually crazy. <laughs> if you're built different, you're built different. Yeah, and they only and they Fnatic lost Fracture. Is, that's it. Yeah, Fnatic is built different. I'm pretty sure EG took it. Uh, no, no, no. They banned Fracture. Yeah, Fnatic learned their lesson. They banned it. They're, they're not, not running it back. <laughs> yeah. Understandable. We don't go back. Not dropping another game. <laughs> You, 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 not you. <laughs> not you. <laughs> but yeah, no, uh, Fnatic, first team to win two majors. And honestly, going for yes. the third lock-in, Masters Tokyo, Champions LA, maybe? Ooh, they might. They I mean, might do it. I mean, if any team can, mm-hmm. you know, they definitely have the... Well, obviously, they're the closest because they're the only team with two wins right. so far. But <laughs> they're the only one there. If any team can do it, I believe in Fnatic. Who do you think? Who do you think? Okay, so so given what we know about or what, what has happened in Lock-In, what happened in uh, the, the regional tournaments, and what happened in Masters Tokyo, who do you think is the next team that can actually you know, give, them, give them a run for their money? Man, it's tough. Because we haven't seen Fnatic really struggle, mm-hmm. or at least in this tournament we didn't. Mm-hmm. Like, like I mentioned before, they lost to Team Liquid in the right. um, EMEA League mm-hmm. to lost out on the first seed. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, I'm not sure who else Fnatic really struggled. I'm, I'm looking at. through their match history. It's, yeah, it's the opposite it's of mine. It's the opposite of my history. Dude, this is a green carpet. <laughs> I haven't seen one in a while. Uh, Loud gave them a bit of trouble in lock-in. Mm-hmm. Uh, but right, right, right. I, th- I think they reversed 3-0'd, um, and if I'm remembering that correctly. Oof. Like, Loud was up 2-0, and then Fnatic just won the next three and just won it. Was this the, the um, goaded Icebox game? Where, yeah, 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 it was. Yeah. It was the goaded yeah. Icebox and game. That, and that's why Icebox is banned now. <laughs> you know, I, I also think the question's a little tough because mm. of another factor, which right. is just that... I think Fnatic is a very tactical team, mm-hmm. right? Or strategic. I never know the difference. Mm-hmm. Um, strategic, I believe. And I think what it'll come down to for a team to give them a run for their money, right, is really the perfect storm of their strategies falling out of favor. Right. And either a new agent or new strategy coming into favor mm-hmm. and then having a team that particularly is able to use those strategies right right because if that doesn't happen then we'll see what we saw here which is oh you know like fanatic strategy doesn't work on icebox as well right, uh, right. against like x team as well well that team isn't going to beat them on most of the other maps so mm-hmm. just and that map you know so i think it's it's always going to be an uphill unless uh people are innovating at the same rate you know i think when you hear about fanatic you're like oh man like they're it's been the same team. They're really innovating. They're really thinking a lot and, and doing a lot of uh, strategizing. When you mm-hmm. hear other teams, it's like, oh, like, do you think this roster's okay? Like, they rotated, like, three right. more of their members. Yeah, and, like, yeah. this guy got injured. And it's like, that's the wrong layer to be worrying about yep. in order to fight against Fnatic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was going to say, like, for me, thinking about this question, I, I was going to say Evil Geniuses because... 
yes, even though they they lost 3-0 at the grand finals, it's they 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 were able to at least put up a fight against Fnatic, right? It wasn't it wasn't like a 13-0, right? We it was 13 8 13 We know they at least have the strats because mm-hmm. none of their players crack the top 10 right. of like the highest ACSs. So obviously right. they have some strats that work mm-hmm. and they work well as a team. Right. Yeah, like these these games, the grand final games were close except for Lotus, which I thought was um more towards Evil Genius's uh, favor, which it was until, you know, Durka or uh, until who who picked it up? Let me see very quickly. Oh, Leo had pretty great rounds and then Durka just went off as well. Um mm-hmm. Bano split and bind split ended up being 13-11 in Fnatic's favor and then bind ended up being 14-12 in Fnatic's favor. So for a yeah, grand final, I think close. this is a very, very good ma- uh, matchup. I would like to see, like like you said, uh, Roger, um, more innovation when it comes to actually making strats against Fnatic, trying to see what doesn't work for Fnatic. Obviously, Crash doesn't work, but Fnatic was able to ban that right away, right? But what, what's, what else is there for them to <laughs> kind of go against? Yeah, and, and it's gonna be tough, right? Because mm-hmm. it's they're so ahead of the curve, and it's an evolving game. And they're while everyone's playing catch up, they can just keep pushing the balance, right? Like, in order to beat Fnatic, I feel like at this point you have to first study Fnatic, mm-hmm. and then come up with a innovative strat that is right. different, right? We've seen teams try to straight up copy them, mm-hmm. but they already have their own counter strats. For their mm. own strat, yeah, <laughs> it's just, it doesn't work. Yeah, and it's it's the, the the most interesting part of a fanatic that I I noticed was it's not just one person calling all the shots, right? Yes, they have an IGL, but it's it's not just Boaster making every single call. Like you'll you'll see even in like the the highlight reels and the clips, you'll see like Durka making calls. Uh, you'll see Leo or or, or um, uh, Alpha or just like oh Alpha, Alpha just has things on lock, so there's nothing to worry about. But you you'll see other other uh, parts of uh, other teammates kind of pick things up. You'll see uh, their coach me. What I think is it is it fanatic? I'm I don't remember exactly this, but there was some uh, some during one of the games they were talking about how uh, I think this was fanatic. Whenever fanatic takes a break or takes a timeout, they win that round immediately. Oh really? I didn't even know, right. notice that. And so it's like it's everybody. Everybody's dialed in. Everyone's making the calls that they need to uh, make during during their game. So it's it's again, it's not just a singular player that's making every single call, right? And I thought that was really interesting coming from a uh, a top tier team, which I mm. it's like yeah, you should you should expect that. But when you see it work this many times and them having a green carpet, like it it works works. <laughs> that's the surprising part. Mm-hmm. Mm. And I think you know like. It really shows the caliber, right? Like they, mm-hmm. all of them. Not only do they know the strat, you know. Mm-hmm. Not only do they, if someone says, "Oh, let's do the strat," they can do it. Mm-hmm. They they truly understand what what goes into the strat, why you want to run the strat, right? Yeah. And that's what allows them to say, "Hey, you know, for this one, I have this read." And because they can all kind of probably talk about it at a higher level, think about it at a higher level. Mm-hmm. It makes sense when someone makes a call. If it doesn't make sense, right, you can't execute on it, right. So it really shows that everyone understands deeply exactly mm-hmm. what they're doing, right. It, particularly during lock-in, uh, during that icebox game that Fnatic took into overtime, 
all the clips that we saw were Dirk making the calls. Dirk was like, okay, I'm going to sit up on um in Ness, and I'm going to look down mid. Or I'm going to go up top uh, yellow and peek down B, B main. And it's it's just mm-hmm. people being having that freedom to take charge during the during the game, especially during like that. That was a stressful situation. How many how many rounds did they end up winning in a row? Let me let me check real quick. But yeah, no, the the just they're on, they're playing a whole different game. Well, somebody's got to uh, stop them. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Nine rounds in a row, I think. Yeah, and then they, they took it to OT. It's wild. Every time we we talk about these teams that are highly performant and mm-hmm. have so much team play, it really is so interesting how they're playing a completely different game. You know, mm-hmm. we uh, just don't get to play that game. Right. I, I hesitate to say that, but it's just completely different, you know, right, like yeah. people queue up in a solo queue and, you know, I totally agree with the mentality in solo queue where it's, Hey, just be the lightest weight in the backpack and someone <laughs> will carry you. And as long as you're never the worst player, you're going to rank up. <laughs> and that doesn't really work in the case of Fnatic, right? You can't just be like, Oh, I'm less bad than mm-hmm. everyone else in the game. Mm-hmm. So hopefully it'll work. Like it just, there's so much coordination and stuff involved that even if as an individual player, you're not the worst, right. you might still drag your team down. Right, right. Mm-hmm. So highly respect mm-hmm. uh, everyone on that team. Props. Uh, and there was a, there's a quote from Durka where <laughs> apparently Durka didn't play Jet at all during this tournament. And he said he was kind of happy and, he, that he, and that he wanted to win an event without playing Jet. So easy win for Durka there. <laughs> easy win. Yeah. It was not the jet buff that carried them. Mm-hmm. It was the bald buff. It was the bald buff. And 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 then Mini also said that they don't need Durka to get forty kills every game, which is what I I think happened during that like, you know, the the lock in era. But in, in this tournament, everyone, like I said before, everyone was able to pull the weight that they needed to. Everyone stepped up, and yeah, it's a, it's a completely different game if if Fnatic's playing it. Like having the guts to do that mm. <laughs> in a major tournament, and just like, yeah, you know what? I don't need to play. <laughs> I don't want to play. Main, you know? like, like, <laughs> screw you guys. I'm about to make a point here. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what? What are you on about, dude? <laughs> but hey, if you're, if you're goaded, you're goaded. <laughs> what a move. Yeah. But yeah, Fanatic took it. They are the goats. Uh, they have a secured spot for champions, and uh, they're probably going to win that too. Yup, yup, yup. And then know, when they do that, I will. I'll get my jersey for Fnatic. Mm-hmm. That's all it takes. <laughs> win three <laughs> we'll in a see. row. <laughs> we'll see though. NA, NA is starting to pick up steam. We got Kang Kang in uh, the Pacific. That's mm-hmm. he's just taking names and clapping cheeks. <laughs> <laughs> so you know. Taking cheeks and clapping names. Clapping <laughs> But and he's all out of names. <laughs> Truly, no more names left. Mm-hmm. The only sad stat that I I wish we didn't have to see was the zero percent pick rate on Yoru across all uh, maps. Uh, at Dr- Masters at, Tokyo. At, at Tokyo too. 
where was Paper Rex? Why didn't they lock in the where order was like Paper they Rex? did before? <laughs> yeah, where, where I, did they end up? They ended uh, fourth, I think. Yeah. Mm, maybe for a reason, you know? Where's the Euro? <laughs> Where's the Euro? <laughs> oh, no, no. The Paper Rex, Paper Rex entered third place. Third, okay. Yeah. Mm. Imagine if they could add some confusion to their third place opponents, you know? I mean, in one of the games, each player played uh, three different agents. So, you know. My goodness. That's... That's great. Compared to Evil Geniuses in, in the uh, Paper Rex versus Evil Geniuses game, uh, every single player from Paper Rex played at least three different agents, whereas for Evil Geniuses, they played at least two different agents. So a lot of comp variability, a lot of... Um, you, you, you have to be very comfortable with a lot of different agents. In terms of role swapping, uh, Forsaken went from Cypher to Neon slash Jet. CGRS though. Yeah, he I went from I, Breach to Gecko to Sky to KJ to Fade. Yeah, you know, KJ is an initiator you if do. you squint your eyes hard enough. Yeah. If you keep squint squinting, you know, eventually you close your eyes. Swing off the turret. I'm I'm about to place a turret around the corner. Dude, swing off it, guys. That's what I tell everyone that wants to play KJ. Just your your turret is your sixth man. Just swing off them. It's easy. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Honestly, I think as we kind of get deeper into Valorant's lifetime, mm-hmm. uh, agent skill ceilings are definitely being reached, you know? I think that this really shows that. Uh, obviously, in any game, the pros should be able to play uh, any agent that's good, you know? Right. But usually, even in League of Legends, that involves playing the current meta picks and then playing them all season, and mm-hmm. then being able to bust those out. It doesn't usually mean you can play five agents from different <laughs> different, from roles different roles yeah, yeah. at professional it's, level. So it's one thing that you could play like multiple agents in like the duelist role, but if you're playing like five different agents from all of the different roles, then you're yeah. crazy. <laughs> especially especially for a game where like in League of Legends, I feel like professional players We'll play like three or four characters in that one role. And a lot of it has to do with what if I get banned out? This yeah, game doesn't even have banning, you know? No, no. Yeah. So there's no there's no banning and there's no like you're saying counterpicks, right? Like you, mm-hmm. you have to guess what agents they're selecting immediately. Right. There is right. no agent select. Mm-hmm. So the fact that all of that is in place and we still see this wide diversity really means that everybody can play a lot of agents and you just gotta choose the best agent for the map. And the utility comes second. Like, it doesn't really matter that much. Uh, which is, you know, interesting. Because skill expression is, is a thing that people care about. But it yeah. appears that it is not from an agent selection perspective as much. Mm. Well, some diversity, to go back to your point. Because I will say, mm-hmm. uh, looking at the agent pick rates, there are two maps in particular that... Uh, there's kind of like a a meta like a solid meta that everybody's going with for the most part mm-hmm. and that being ascent and pearl yeah 100 pick rate 92 percent pick rate 92 percent pick rate Ugh. yeah pearl pearl has been locked down uh also of note like pearl is na's map apparently like na is only lost <laughs> like one game on pearl at uh tokyo or something like that like something crazy. i wonder what that's about like, what about it makes NA players suitable for it? 
I couldn't. It's tell. closer to home. <laughs> Port, not not fracture. No, 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 no. That one doesn't. We no. The one in Portugal. Yeah, yeah. Closer, yeah. closer to. Yeah, us. close, yeah, closer okay. to our hearts. You know. Very close. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Pearl is it's pretty much a locked-in roster of uh, Killjoy, Sky, Viper, Harbor, Jet. And yeah, uh, and then for Ascent, it's what a KJ, Sova, KO, Jet Omen, Omen. Jet. Mm -hmm. yeah. And like that, like the Ascent comp has been the comp for the longest time. But I did this is a good transition. Uh, it's actually starting to be shaken up a little bit, uh, and that is being done by uh, M80, uh, who Ooh. actually brought a different comp to Ascent, which I really liked. Uh, they brought a breach to a set. It was really good. <laughs> mm. but, uh, Ew. Since we're talking, it was it. It's oh it's no. But I can only imagine about that. Mm -hmm. And you know, since we're NA biased, let's talk about VCT, uh, the Challengers Ascension tournament. Let us. So I it was uh, six teams, like two from NA, two from uh, Latin America, and two from Brazil. Mm -hmm. Only one of them gets to move on, and uh, that team ended up being the guard. I, I think probably a fan favorite. Uh, it's actually really interesting because both the NA teams ended up in the grand finals. So, you know, like, NA supre supremacy. Or not, uh, yeah, NA supremacy. <laughs> yeah. So, let's go. <laughs> I mean, yeah, no, the, the guard hasn't the favorite ever since they came into existence, right? I, I... Yeah. I don't know anyone that says like, they don't them. like the guard. Yeah. What yeah, was the, the uh, what was the other NA team? So the other NA team was N80, uh, relatively mm. new. I would say they did. Mm -hmm. They never had any the presence before franchising. I would say. Um, so they're they're definitely a relatively new team. I think maybe some of the roster uh, might have played for other teams, like Xander's on the roster. I'm pretty sure, and uh, and John TT. I think those two are definitely veterans. I think they were on other teams, but oh, formerly Ghost Gaming. Okay, never mind. Never mind. They they were in the uh, in the circuit before uh, the franchise. Okay. Yeah, but, over yeah, the so past now... year, they've been building quite a record yeah. too. Mm -hmm. So after Champions this year, and once we get to twenty twenty four. Mm -hmm. The guard will now be joining the rest of the NA teams in the uh, Americas League. Fantastic. So how how does that work going forward? Because I'm assuming they're not planning on adding a team for each region every season or so, right? So, so is someone rotating out? That's a good question. And I don't know because, you know, the, the, fran the teams that are in like the franchise, like the main league now, uh, they paid a lot of money for their spots. So yes. to just be to just be kicked out and say, no, 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 you're gone. You're done now. <laughs> you're done. Um, and at the same time, I don't know if the guard needs to pay because they've earned it. And also the guard is uh, like the esports team is kind of, you know, gone. Right. Like the, yes. the Valorant mm. team is just kind of like the, the remains of the... Uh, the esports team like if the mm -hmm. guard did not win this i'm pretty sure they would have disbanded right 
So I am not sure how, like, if they're going to rotate teams out or if they just add a team every year and then after, like, 10,000 years, they say, we're going to reset the bracket. <laughs> <laughs> and they have a Hunger Games style. It's a free-for-all. Uh, free-for-all. <laughs> only the, only the on Minecraft teams. Hunger Games. Whoever wins <laughs> gets uh, a spot. I was, I was thinking PUBG. PUBG, Either not works. Minecraft? Yeah. Not the crafter? Not the crafter. Maybe maybe Roblox survival. Oh, uh, okay. okay. Mm-hmm. It's a completely mm-hmm. different then, game to yeah. determine their fate and in Valorant. <laughs> the <laughs> other interesting uh, thing that I think is how they're going to do it is... I, I, I think I just pieced this together. I might be wrong, though. So let me go off. So go by, off, winning, hey. by winning Ascension for 2023, the Guard has secured their spot for 2024 and 2025 specifically that's what it says so i think after 2025 they rotate back on down i think okay. that's what happens. uh so you know next year 2024 there's going to be another uh like lower level circuit and then ascension whoever wins that gets for 2025 2026 so there will there will always be one team rotating in and one team rotating at least from yeah, after two years. Okay. Okay. At least that's what I'm gathering from this, since it's specific. It specifies the guard is going to be in the America's League for those two years. So, and then on the other side, is franchising over? Like, let's say the guard gets really big and popular, um, and they make a really big name for themselves. Do I they still they have would, to fight? For their- I think they would have to buy the spot. Because the other spots are paid for. So yes, but the, one uh, of the, the spots other teams... are numbered, correct? No, they're not numbered. I oh, they're not? So. No, oh, they're not. Okay, so, so anyone could come in. Yes, but is there a limited number of spots that you can buy from? Yes. Oh, like spots for regions. I think the teams that are in now are the spots that you can buy. Mm-hmm. So, yes, um, so would it be an auction? <laughs> Yes, so I think if one of the teams uh, that is in the franchise right now that's, like, paying for their spot, say, like, Sentinels or something, say, like, they go bankrupt because they lose 10s and, like, you know, their team just My jersey. Because, you know, 10s. <laughs> Whoa! So if, if that happens, uh, not that it would happen because 10s, I, I heck tens. love 10s. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Um, Jeez. Sentinels would probably tens. then auction off their spot in the league. Mm-hmm. And mm. then, uh, you know, teams would bid I bid for it. I assume, unless there's like some sort of backdoor deal that they do, but I I don't know how they how they do those. Things. I haven't found the backdoor yet, but you know, <laughs> still trying to get in. Still trying I'm, try, I'm trying to get I'm trying to get a nice babies a spot here. All right, I'm trying to trying to do something for us. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> anyway, hold it, um, hold it in. Hold it in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Anyway, you're a big boy. You're a big boy. <laughs> ah, no, you can. No, you can. No, I believe no, okay. in you. You so, can. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, so, Sentinels would probably auction off mm-hmm. their spot okay. uh, to probably the highest bidder. Uh, say that being the guard, and then the guard has um, you know a secured spot in the franchising league that they just need to pay like two billion dollars for every year. Mm-hmm. Although, uh, but you know, the guard wouldn't actually be able to do that because they're not really an organization anymore um and also they would have the secured spot for two years so it doesn't really make sense to buy a spot 
Um, so it would probably be so it's a, semantics. So it's a mix of um, spots that you get by merit versus spots that you get by paying. But yep. yes. you also have to be invited to pay for that spot. That's what franchising is. I guess in a so. way. I don't I don't really know how to it initially worked with like mm-hmm. invites or just like Valorant contacting all the teams and saying like, hey, we want right. uh three billion dollars for a spot. <laughs> if if you want to spawn this tournament, you better pony up. You better and like some the, some teams like got back instantly and be like, done, here's my credit card information. Some teams are just like I mean, aren't I these have enough money? Aren't these teams uh, similar to those that already have a spot in league? Like the the professional uh, league teams? You know, I don't know if League of Legends is franchised, and and I think that was the part. We can we can do a quick. Yeah, we can hold do a quick search. still. <laughs> I mean, while while uh, Ato looks that up, so if if the guard were to get a spot, which they did in VCT Americas, who mm-hmm. is leaving? No one. So what I I think like oh. all the franchising teams, all the teams that pay right. stay right. Stay okay. Um. So for 2024, it's going to be an odd number of teams. Okay. 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 The guard is just going to be an extra team. So for okay. 2025, it's going to be even number of teams again because the guard will still be there, and then the team that won 2024 ascension will be added. Okay. I, I see. I see. And then for 2026, the guard is going to leave, and another team's going to the oh, team that wins okay, ascension okay, 2025 okay. comes in. Gotcha. I think that's how that goes. This is all conjecture and right. probably easily Google-able. <laughs> yeah. And I could definitely be disproven, but this is, you know, the dots that I'm connecting. And, you know. Interesting. I don't know. I, I thought it would be cool if, like, the uh, teams that win as- uh, Ascension would, you know, basically fight for the- that last spot in Americas. And whoever didn't perform or whatever team didn't perform well during that season kind of have to fight for it. you know like they they ha- actually have to put up good numbers otherwise they're out see like that I would be like they hella would do competitive that if this they would do that if the spots weren't already paid for right right you know? yeah like see that's what money I was <laughs> yeah yeah they want they want the most money they can get <laughs> therefore they require the spots to be paid for or at least some of the spots they add these spots in like mm-hmm. the two the two extra spots for ascension right right, right. because they want people to believe that they can be good enough to, to be a yeah, that could be When in reality, oh. they suck and they're going to be hard stuck gold for the rest of their life. And lives. they insult Jet and Reyna and they don't blind. <laughs> uh. <laughs> okay, sorry for that. Guys? I, sorry. Guys? sorry. Sorry, I was just projecting a little bit. I need to get that out. That's why I've been playing American Truck Simulator. I've been running away from it for, for a while. <laughs> So, <clears throat> quick, uh, quick backpedaling a little bit. Uh, the LCS, the League Championship Series, is also franchised, okay. and uh, it costs a flat ten million to do so. Yeah, makes sense for teams that had existed at the time, which was in 2018. Any newcoming team also had to pay an extra three million. To compensate teams that were not selected. Okay. Do you have a list of the teams? Uh, I can look that up. Okay. Because we are. Let's see. They if Riot plays favorites and just chooses the same teams for their franchise. I thought they did because some of the teams were familiar names. I have no idea because I don't play League. (laughs) 
Uh, 100 Thieves, you got 100 Thieves in there? It. You got 100 Thieves? Well, I mean, once you had the we million points. 100 Thieves? Yeah, Cloud see, that's nine. what I'm saying. That's all I needed. <laughs> <laughs> Dignitas. So these are the teams competing. I don't know which one, uh, which of these are franchise versus if they also have a spot that you can fight fight over. But uh, of the ones that are also in Valorant, we have... Uh, is TSM in Valorant? Are they franchise? No, not, when does TSM no, they're play? Not franchise. Do you know? Okay. They never. They're not <laughs> in it anymore. TSM is done. <laughs> so, 100 Thieves, Cloud9, mm-hmm. uh, NRG, Team Liquid, and Evil Geniuses. Yeah, that, that sounds right. Yeah. That, that is all of them. And then there are a lot of teams that seem to only do uh, League of Legends, as far as I know. Okay. I, I do not know. I don't believe we've ever heard of these teams playing Valorant. We have FlyQuest, Golden Guardians, Immortals. Oh, Immortals used yeah. to. They used Golden, to, okay. Yeah. Yeah, Golden Guardians is just an esports team uh, that's partnered with the Lakers, I think. I don't know oh, NBA. That's awesome. Um, I like only that, know yes. because they have they have Smash players or they used to have Smash <laughs> uh-huh. players sponsored by them. But yeah, franchising, Ascension, Masters money. Tokyo, <laughs> money, yeah, <laughs> a lot money. of money. It takes a lot of money to be good at Valorant. Apparently, huh? Apparently, yeah. Well, right. sorry. It takes a lot of money to be in Valorant. It takes a lot of uh who knows if they're good. Brain cells to play Valorant. <laughs> <laughs> yep. All right. Well, I think that pretty much covers it for the episode. I think uh next time we come back together, we have a a new agent to talk about. She's been out for uh like two a week and a half, two weeks now. Yep. And uh well. she's She's definitely there, but She's maybe so we'll have more to talk. <laughs> I'll save all my thoughts for next uh, next time, yeah, but I've had so much yeah. fun playing here. Yeah, but anyway, uh, thank you so much for listening to episode four of Valorant's. Uh, it, this one was not recorded live because uh, we, 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 we didn't want to. We're, we're uh, trying something so, new. Yeah, deal with it. Um, <laughs> and freaking with it. <laughs> But you can find us uh, the usual places, Spotify. Uh, we, we might be on iTunes now. I don't know. We'll, we'll figure that out at some point. If we're not now, we might be in the future. Yeah, by the time you're listening to this, we'll, we'll, we might be. It, it, go check right now. Uh, go we check. might be there. And then we're also on YouTube. Uh, all the uh, VODs with uh, visual stuff, except for this one. Uh, we'll be on the channel that you can go uh, check out, put in the background, you know, podcast to study to, if you so choose. But that'll be it for today's episode. Uh, we will see you all back here for episode five. Peace.